0: Hey, what's up and welcome to another episode of Sneak Up. It's Pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things art, music, dance and all around culture sponsored by Platypus Shoes. My name is Jack and I'm your host and your avatar for all the amazing conversations that we've been having here on the show. On today's episode, I'm joined by Sweden's own Tove Lowe. She's down under for Spotify's next season of Front Left Gigs, fresh off the back of her latest album, Sunshine Kitty, which has just come out. And she joins me right now. Tov, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. So,
0: you're here down under for Front Left, which is a Spotify gig named after their playlist of the same name. Mm-hmm. Is Front Left your go to spot at a gig?
1: You're like talking about, um, like, where do we meet? It's like, oh, yeah. left of, <laughs> like, front of house, like, you know, stage left or stage right. Or no, no. So, I usually, but I usually go um, front of house, like, kind of where the soundboard yes it kind of depends on who i'm going to see but yeah i would say usually around front of houses where i park out
0: is that because you just yeah. like to be right in the middle
1: i do yeah i yeah, like right. to be in the middle but then you're like you kind of can still there's still space to dance but mm-hmm. you can like f- hear and see and feel the full show you know yeah i get mm-hmm.
0: that uh what else are you doing while you're in town
1: but i don't know i went running this morning ran to the opera house it's very oh, beautiful. Nice. Um, and then we've gone to some really good dinners, went to Mr. Wong's, which is really nice. Cool, shout outs. Um, <laughs> shout outs, yeah. Uh, it was nice, actually. They they uh, gave us a ride back in a Rolls Royce, which I've I've never been in a Rolls Royce before, so that was very unexpected and great. <laughs> Whoa, like
0: <laughs> the Mr. Wong's Rolls Royce? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea they had a Rolls Royce.
1: Me neither. We were like, are we going to pay for this? Like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, no, no, it's on us. We're taking you back. I'm like nice sure okay. sure i'm not gonna say no <laughs>
0: no way um other gigs that you've been involved in recently you were recently with nme's girls to the front series mm-hmm. um, which was all about championing women and non-binary artists why do you feel events like that are so important
1: i think you know i think the dream is that you know one day will be one big community but until there's full equality there needs to be a support system for like um, LGBTQ community for women in industries where they've been um, kind of pushed out of and I think um, I see a big difference in like the last five years since I became you know an official artist (laughs) you know that like um I don't know, I see a lot of um, women supporting each other, um, shouting each other out, like collaborating on music and like there's not as much rivalry. It's more like, you know, we're stronger together. And um, I think that really helps. And it like, if you see, um, if you highlight women in the industry, um, it's gonna inspire other girls and women to be a part of it. And I think that's really important to make it more of an equal place.
0: For sure mm-hmm. there's been a really open conversation around bisexuality in the last few years which you've also explored in your music mm-hmm. do you think that's had any major impact on the public's view of you as a person
1: you know it's had an impact for like why certain people maybe they won't choose to book me for something or you know like they will the as the the crazy thing is like now it feels like if you talk about your sexuality you're being political and i think that's kind of like you wouldn't talk you wouldn't say that if I was just straight. And if I give like I'm a straight woman, mm. like, oh she's so political, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that bothers me because I feel like that shouldn't be um I just want it to be it's 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 something that's natural for me. So it shouldn't be seen always as a statement. It should just be taken with like, Cool, okay, that's you, you know. And I think obviously there is this like um wave now of of like it's it's popular to support um this community and I think uh it's taken advantage of a little bit but then again I'm like okay but all the support will also mean that it's um seen and uh and like uh reaches people that normally would just write it off and like be you know I'm against it that might make them a little bit more accepting so I don't know I'm just kind of Talking as I'm thinking here. (laughs) We all are, really. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I guess Um, it's sort of about normalizing it when it isn't normal.
1: Like to, yeah, like it's a, like I love that. um, I think a lot of my fans really, um, it's helped a lot of my fans that I've like, about me being open about my sexuality and that I love. Um, And I hope that, soon it can just be, yeah, not seen as a statement, but something that's just, you know, my natural being.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. In sort of that conversation around sexuality within music, a lot of the time, I guess a word you could use is like people being explicit. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it's important for uh, women, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people to be explicit in discussing their sexuality to normalize it? or?
1: (laughs) I feel like you... It's only seen explicit because you're talking about, like... S- when you're talking about same-sex sex, sex <laughs> you know? Or, like, same-sex love. It's, like, me just being quite blunt in my lyrics in general is... Um, which is, I think is what you mean by explicit. Yep. Like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. openly about sex and, like, using um, profanity and stuff. <laughs> profanity, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, in in Sweden, we don't censor at all. Like, we don't... You'll hear fuck on the radio all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me it took a long time for me to like understand that this is like a word like words that are uh offensive but then i'm like to me it's like they're it's words that i that you use to enhance emotions and it can mean very different things depending on how you say them this isn't answering your question at all i'm realizing but i'm just oh, talking no, it's, about it's censorship. all part of the same no, thing yeah. yeah and and i f- and i feel like You know, the way I, how how I kind of use, like, bitch in Glad He's Gone. Mm. You know, I sing about, like, the dude, like, he's a bitch with some expectations. And then I say, bitch, I love you. And it's kind of showing that, you know, the intention of the word matters more than the word. Like, in some some ways, of course, there are obvious words that you stay away from. Mm. But, like, um, me using certain words to, like, enhance another feeling or, like, you know, there's obviously... There's a positive way to use the word bitch and there's a negative way. And like it's it's uh, it's in the power of the person using it. And I think that is kind of something that for me is why I think all this censoring sometimes really like, you know, can cripple the emotion of a song because like you have to sort of tone it down to not offend someone who's just decided that this word is a bad word. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does.
0: Um, I've seen you say before that you felt as though you needed to be downcast to write, Mm. but your most recent album, Sunshine Kitty, is comparatively more generally upbeat and brighter. What changed in your writing process or your life that led to that?
1: I think I had... I think when I set out to do... um, Like this. Queen of the Clouds, my first album. I mean, it's my fourth album in five years. Mm -hmm. Queen of the Clouds was... Um, you know you have your whole life to write your first record and when I had I set up this creative goal with Ladywood and Blue Lips so like I'm gonna make um, you know a double album I'm gonna make short films to all of it I was going through some shit <laughs> you know and so I was working through all that while I was you know creating all this stuff and when I was Done, I felt like, oh, I came out the other side. Like I I I did it, you know? And it was kind of this sort of I felt like I had a clean slate in a way. And I think I finally also had like a second to take in everything that's happened in the last five years that I have been able to um get used to what this life means, like finally gone to a place where like relationships in my life, um, are back in a good place, you know, because it kind of, doesn't matter how like much you think that like, you know, it's going to stay the same with people around you, it kind of, it changes, you know, you don't see them as often, some people really can't handle, you know, um, being close to someone doing this and, and, um, you know, being with someone who's in the spotlight and, and yes, yeah, so I think there was like a combination of me just being in a common place in my life, I've been in a really good relationship for a couple years and, um, been living in, the sunshine <laughs> in yeah. LA. Um, and yeah, I just felt, yeah, but mainly it was like, creatively I felt like I had a clean slate and that I could just like, okay, I don't know what's next for me. I'm just gonna play around in the studio and see what happens. And so I think it just feels more playful because of that in a way.
0: The sunshine would help, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> more than do. I want to admit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I read that in your youth, you struggled with anxiety and with depression. Mm-hmm. What would you say to fans of your music that might be experiencing similar feelings?
1: I think, um, well, it's difficult because, like, obviously, it's a very personal experience. So it's, like, how it felt for me was, what helped me was to have an outlet. Like, obviously, the music and, like, the creativeness is really what worked for me. Um, So I think if, if there's anything that, like, you can find that is your outlet for your emotions. Because I feel holding it in and pushing it down never works. And I think a lot of the time you kind of get the advice of like, you know, focus on the positive and pick yourself back up. Like when you're depressed and when you're down, there isn't anything positive to grasp. You just, everything has that grey wet blanket over it. So I think it's like kind of accepting that you're feeling these feelings and then telling someone close to you that you trust, I think is really important to kind of admit to the emotions, I think helps. It's like the first step to kind of get past them.
0: We'll be back to our interview with Tobler in just a moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. It goes without saying that everyone is always trying so hard to feel fresh. Whether that's thinking a new way, doing something differently, or acting like someone they're not. But what if all it took was blazing your own trail? This is Sneak Up, a Platypus Shoes podcast dedicated to all kinds of people thinking like that. In moving on to something bit more I don't know, theoretical I guess. (laughs) In like a conservative idea of what a good role model is, (laughs) you might not fit into (laughs) that mold.
1: No. (laughs) But
0: what do you think makes a good role model?
1: It's like this. I think all humans have all sides to them. Like there isn't just like this one way that you are and that you that you stick to And, and people love putting you in folds and like this is how you are and this is what you're about. And it frust- then it frustrates you and there's, like, more sides, in a way. Does that make sense? Mm. You know, how it's kind of, like... So, it's and it's all about, you know, trying to find who you identify with and where you see yourself, like, or, like, where you see yourself, where you want to be. And I just think a lot of the time role models are people that are, like, you know, these kind of uh, law binding citizens who, yeah. you know, are... <laughs> nice and polite and are you know um uh behaves well and never makes mistakes and you know is always a good person never gets angry like is always poised and whatever that word means (laughs) like i think for me it's just kind of like i'm just gonna be i never said i was a role model but i'm always honest Mm. and like i'm honest what i think and how i feel and um I'm not the most, you know, well-read person, but I know my, like, core values. And sometimes I fuck up. And some and it's like this, I think, mainly when we talk about role models, if someone is, like, seen as a party girl, especially if it's, you know, a woman, if it's a party girl, you can't look up to her because she's bad news, bad influence. Um, and I just think that... Y- I can be a party girl and still be deep and have, you know, um, I don't know, have something to say and be smart and like uh, be really good at my craft as a songwriter, without you know. Instead of just you know, it's easy, so easy to, I think, really often people just write women off as soon as they do anything that's like seen as a bad girl move, and um, yeah, this is kind of just kind of old and boring.
0: <laughs> True that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pop music is, for many, music which is really structured, really highly produced, the sound is really controlled. But nowadays, I think we're seeing more artists sort of record and perform in a way that's much more gritty, it's much Mm -hmm. more unrestrained. Why do you think that that shift is happening now in 2019?
1: Well, first of all, it's a lot... It's easier to make music. There's so many, like, kind of cool like i don't know i find i find that it's like uh you know all this you make everything on a laptop now just kind of straight and you don't need a lot of gear Mm. so you can kind of just like set up and do it and i think there's always like a counter reaction when something's been too much one way for a long time there's always that like we get sick of hearing the same thing we need something to kind of shake it up a little bit so i think it's like a natural sway to that um and I think it's always, you know, perfection is just boring. So after a while, when things have been sounding too too polished, you know, there's always going to be like a counterpunch to that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm. <laughs> you recently worked with Carly Minogue. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from someone who's been in the pop game for basically forever?
1: Oh, it's amazing to see that, you know, she's an icon and she is so... Charming and lovely and kind and, you know, professional, passionate about music. And I think when you're at that level, you can kind of choose to be however you want. And it's kind of amazing to see someone, you know, choosing that way.
0: Yeah. I Mm. can't imagine Kylie Minogue being (laughs) anything but any of those things. And I'm so glad that you said that. (laughs) No, fully. Oh, my God, what a (laughs) relief. Collaboration seems to be a really big part of what you do. Aside Mm -hmm. from Kylie, you've worked with Lord and Nick Jonas. Um, do you prefer working solo or with a team?
1: Um I really like working with a team. I, I, I'm I love having people around me. I'm kinda of like a social puppy. Um I always like tour with um you know, I'm very tied with my touring family, I'm very tied with the people I write with. And I think yeah, it's it's kind of like the doing it all yourself has never really worked for me. Like I can definitely, you know, come up and like with a song and write a song that I like complete, but then I wanna take it to someone to like finish the production or like do something to kind of get more influences in there than just my own. Mm. I think and I think I grow more as a songwriter from working with other people. It really because like, it you just get inspired more. Yeah
0: speaking of inspired we've got this sh- section on the show which is called shout outs mm-hmm. so it's basically like a, a time where you can let us know someone that you think is doing some really amazing things it could be in, in music in any other sort of art form so mm-hmm. is there anyone that you really want to shout out
1: um, I want to shout out um, I'm like let me get my list of the hundred <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> I'm sorry to spring things. that on you no 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 um, well okay I want to fir- um, first of all shout out um, my uh, some of my like you know my family in, in LA, which is the Broods, yep. um, who I think uh, I was a massive fan before I even became friends with them. Sure. And then they're the most lovely people in the world. I and interviewed them recently. Oh, they you were did? amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, you know, Caleb, has been my roommate for a while in oh, LA. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Georgia, they're, they're just like, we just click as people. And then I think they're some of the most amazing songwriters that I've, I've worked with and uh, just incredible musicians. And um, yeah, I think um, their last album, Don't Feel the Pop Monster, is amazing. Mm. Uh, and then I also want to shout out Harley Jones, who um, designed Sunshine Kitty. He's oh, this amazing... Cool. I got this done in Melbourne uh, a couple of days ago. So it's very crisp. Yeah, is it itchy yet? <laughs> uh, not really. I had that second skin thing put oh. on, which heals it way I've quicker. i never used that. But so he's the one that designed um, Sunshine Kitty and he's an amazing tattoo artist and uh just has this fascinating story like his parents are illustrators and like he just got really um he's really good just amazing illustrator and just like all the tattoos he's done i just love it's like this kind of dreamy cartoon world that is um beautiful so shout out harley (laughs) hey
0: cool um now there's another section on the show that we do you're wearing a pair of vans here Uh is that your usual go-to they're pretty bright
1: um, my usual go-to is actually, I uh, have this pair of like g- glittery Converse that are like blue, red and pink and sparkle. And every time I like, I put heels on and then I'm like, no, and <laughs> I just switch to those instead. But yeah, kind of like bright sneakers. I really I feel enjoy. like it <laughs> fits with the Sunshine Kitty look yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: And so Tove, finally, what's next for you?
1: What's next for me? Well, I'm gonna tour this album like crazy. hmm and um make some more videos and what else am i doing yeah i think just keep creating putting out music and touring the world just keeping busy (laughs) yeah staying in the sun yeah
0: cool great well thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it
1: thanks for having me my pleasure
0: well that's it for another episode of sneak up Tove had plenty to say on her craft and her idea of what being a role model truly means and hopefully you got something out of it Stay up to date with everything she's doing. Check her out on Instagram, at Tove And to keep up with all things sneak up, be sure to follow Platypus at platypus underscore sneakers and pedestrian TV at pedestrian TV. As always, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the Pedestrian Podcast Network too. I'll be back in a fortnight, but till then, keep it sneaky.